Meow to y'all. It's the Cutting Corner Podcast, hosted by your resident cowboy, Keo, where we talk about video editing tips, tricks, and tactics to stay up to date in the competitive content creation world. Today, I am honored to <laughs> to introduce my <gasps> prestigious guest, Tom Hello, Simons. prestigious. Yes, oh, my prestigious. Good God. I was taken aback that you just said catboy, but I'm going to skim over it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get gonna... there. Uh, perhaps people better know you online as Tommy in it, of course. 17-year-old YouTube yeah. Twitch sensation from Nottingham. Is that right? Yeah, Nottingham. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, Tommy, welcome to the show. Absolute pleasure Thank to chat you with you. me. No, I'm very excited to nerd out, man. This is well cool. All right. Well, Tommy, how do you feel about VTubers? You ever spoken to a catboy? VTube? No, I've... I've I mean, it's cool. I don't really know very much about it. Okay. <laughs> no, this is my first Catboy experience. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'll try to make sure it's a, a positive experience. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so completely unrelated to edits, of course, but really getting right into it. Tommy, I think you're an incredibly unique case in the editing world in the sense that like you oh, yeah. initially wanted to become an editor, right? Be it for content yes, online yeah. or through broadcast and film means, but somewhere along the way you found incredible success. And now you're in a position <laughs> where editing as a craft itself is, it's a bit below your pay grade, you know, and you found yourself to be the entertainer first and foremost. How does your love for editing come into play with your content today versus when you were editing it yourself. Yeah, well, you say that actually, uh, Kia. But um, my last video, uh, my natural disasters one, I did all of the cuts on my N4. Oh, wonderful. Uh, last year when I started my vlog channel, mm -hmm. I did the first four vlogs. Aside from outsourcing the subtitles, I did all of those. The music, the editing, even when we had GoPros, the POV swapping, mm -hmm. I did all of that myself. Like I'd sat down once a week for like a day and did it. Okay, So cool. I still so do quite a lot of my editing now. Like I'd love it. Okay, I actually had no idea about that as far as I knew. You know, LED tackled <laughs> all the vlogs and of course larry over on the minecraft end but you still do you you are hands-on still to some extent yeah so sort of our process with it is usually i'll sort of write up like a bit of a okay we've just done this recording here's what I li i'd like it to be sure and then they go off and sort of edit that and then we use this thing called frame io where right. they upload right. it and i review it and give copious bullshit comments like use the other animal crossing song and they go yes yes tommy and collaboration there <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sure i mean we work together ages ago when I was uploading my stream highlights to Tommy out it mm -hmm, sort mm -hmm. of in the early days of dream SMP. So I'm sure, I'm sure you remember me going different animal crossing. It was, it was before frame.io, but I certainly remember those yeah, videos. Yeah. I do have fond memories of editing the, I think it was FNAF 4. It was like yeah, FNAF 4 yeah. And then you were selling bathwater to Halo. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my second channel sort of became like a commentary channel towards, I haven't posted on it in like a year, but sure. my extra channel. But yeah, that was strange. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you obviously have a very interesting history with editing and hiring editors, being an editor first and foremost yourself. So we'll, we'll get to that uh, a bit more in detail cool. but aside from the fun things that add the little spice to your videos like the like you said chromatic aberration or yeah. rotating the text ever so slightly in your intros are there yeah. like major elements to that people might overlook when you define what a tommy in it video is yeah yeah i think the i think it's very sort of thematically mm -hmm. with my videos i think it's got a really unique thing to it where sort of you know you can go from a Minecraft video, to an Among Us video, to a me on a dating show, then to me in real life. And they all feel really linked together. And that's because I think sort of the music and the way I do my intros and the subtitles, like all of those are all so consistent and sort of mm -hmm. improve 
and like evolve at the same time mm -hmm. across the board. I think the way I do like fonts and stuff and the way I sort of show text on screen is quite like precise. Mm -hmm. So I have this like yellow text I'll sometimes show to show like an action and I do that sort of very specifically. The way it all sort of jumps onto the screen and like you mentioned, like the slight rotation, mm -hmm. all of that is really intentional i'm very very perfectionisty when it comes to editing well i think that's, so that's that that's yeah. that would just come naturally of course since you've been content creating since you were real young and as it carried with you through your career i would imagine that even hiring other editors you are still going to be very very nitpicky about things because well at the end of the day it's your video right it's your baby yeah yeah absolutely yeah so when you began working with Larry, uh, of course, Archie, Elodie, were there any nerves involved handing off like the work that you were used to doing yourself or were you pretty confident in their abilities from the get go? Well, I, I'm happy to talk about that. So sure. the first editor I ever worked with was when I had about 50,000 subscribers and I was very sort of reluctant to. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a guy called Gvids, who now is like super successful on TikTok and just yes, YouTube shorts. Yes, shout out Gvids. Yeah, yeah I, I did my first edit with him and that was sort of really like, oh, or it might have been a guy called Gemplex. I sort of did my first one to them and I went, oh shit, someone could do this faster and better than me. Mm. This is awesome. And so I sort of worked with different editors for a while and was finding out like how sort of I feel about like due dates and sort of varying away from my style because one of the things right. i realized quite early on is i want editors to edit exactly how i'd edit mm -hmm. but like better like i want them to almost Faster, more like have the same edit yeah like have the same editor brain and i don't want like someone to do sort of you know like if, if someone's been editing for i'm trying to think of it uh, memeulus and then they come over to my channel and do their edit that they do on the memeulus channel for tommy in it like i don't want that right i just won't feel right um, but then what happened was i um i met this guy called larry on twitter talent lacking because <laughs> he's very in the hypixel community he know he was like friends with he's friends with bitzel and everyone and i asked him if he'd do an edit and i sent it him and it was also one of my edits which was sort of very similar to Schlatt videos, and Schlatt's always mm -hmm. my big inspiration. So I was like, and then he sent it back, it was the Skyblock tier list, and it was like, holy shit. He like did <laughs> things I wouldn't have thought, but I really liked, and he got the subtitles, and he just got it down, and he was on time, and I was like, oh my God. And then since the guy, then, right? Yeah, yeah, like, the, holy shit, he's, he's brilliant. Larry is so, so brilliant. So since then, I was like, hey, can you can can, can you do this? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and Larry's just always nailed it. Yeah, like I, 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 I've known Larry's, I think about just as long as I had originally reached out with you. I had known Archie beforehand, and I met Larry through Archie, but ever since I was on your little small editing team briefly, uh, we yeah. really bonded over... It just the arduous task of editing really as a job. And uh, yeah. I, I came to know them as really, really great people. And Larry's dedication to the craft is really, really inspiring, even to this day. And you're definitely very lucky to have them. And I'm glad yeah, that you man. you are, you know, very it is very clear to me that you hold very high value of, of Larry and as a part of your team. Yeah, no, I I think that yeah, I mean, well, I think it is sort of the most overlooked part of youtube like sure. when i was uploading my mod videos for the past year mm -hmm. sort of and, I, and i'll probably accidentally miss some names here but it was basically larry edited all my videos like borderline perfectly for a whole year if i hadn't have had larry like I, I would not none of it would be anywhere and so you know one of the things like i've always been making sure to credit my editors in my description sure. and, like totally being very open to like yes this person did that and they did an amazing job this was not me that nailed this right, edit. going this out of your else. way to credit giving the credit yeah yes, absolutely yeah. 
Because, you know, so like you check so many places and they're just like not in the descriptions. And I'm like, what? Like this is they are the people that did this, you know? Right. Of course. And I know it can get complicated sometimes if you have like an entire team that rotates through the content that, you know, is like yeah. and stuff like that. So one of the like recently, that's ironic, actually, <laughs> one of the recent ones I didn't because it was like so many people that had like done little bits. Oh, really? OK, OK. <laughs> I'm saying like, yeah, dude, you got to credit everyone, man. I'm the hero. No, I get it. Though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I completely understand why some channels wouldn't go about it that yeah. way. Yeah. But when you can, and if you have a few core members that, you know, Absolutely. make or break your entire channel, certainly credit them when yeah, you can. Man. Yeah. Uh, again, with the what makes your videos your videos, with Nintendo recently cracking down on their IP usage on YouTube, do you think you'll be affected by that at all? Or is Able Sisters relatively safe to use still? Well, I'm my, okay. <laughs> my thought process on it has been this mm. that every single one of my videos has Nintendo music in. Right. Every last one. Uh, and if they start copyright claiming me, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. There are so many other YouTubers on the platform Schlatt, Skeppy, like all, like all of those are just off the top of my head. Right, you that also use Nintendo right, music. Right. So we're all going to go down together and it will be a massive thing in the event that happens. One of the things I sort of thought, realized really early on, and I've had a few little like, they, they seem so obvious, but then they click in your head and you go, why? Oh, is a video game music is never copyrighted. Because if someone was going to make a video on the game and then their video got copyright claimed, they would, no one would make video. It massively de-incentivizes creators. Right. And with sort of the rise of sort of the fall of video game journalism and the rise of streamers, mm -hmm. you've seen games like Among Us and Fall Guys and what was a crab game like being made for streamers to play. So it just doesn't make any like sense for people to copyright claim video game music. Which is brilliant because video game music is also made. Sorry if I'm tangenting here. No, but also like means. made to be in the background. So right, it always right. works perfectly when I'm the foreground doing my jokes. And you've got this really well like put together music in the back. But however, Nintendo are like nut jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it comes to cracking down on stuff, they, you know, Mario can still sponsor me, but Jesus Christ, they go insane. So I really hope they don't stumble upon the Tommy in a channel, but mm -hmm. you know, or at the very there's always least. epidemic sound and story blocks and whatever. Right, right. I actually had an idea last year to um, try and find the, the uh, guy that made the Able Sisters or some like really competent like musicians and like hire them to make my own. Because I think my songs have very distinct vibes. Like the Able yes, Sisters is when I'm going to go and annoy someone. The Wii Shop theme is like the grand, welcome to the stream, but like, you know, right, and right. to like get my own version of them, which I think Ludwig did. But I thought that would be like so cool. It would be cool. But I'd have to imagine, let's see, Animal Crossing came out almost 20 years ago now. I would imagine that the composer is probably retired. No, Long not dead. dead. I, I don't think Long he's dead. dead. Very dead. Okay, well, I guess once you're over 40, you, you might as well be dead to yeah. Minecraft YouTubers. Everyone Very being under dead. the age of 15. My bad. My apologies. <laughs> no, genuinely, though, I would hope that nothing like that ever happens because I would be retroactively yeah. screwing all of my clientele because I also use tons and tons of Nintendo music, not even just from Animal Crossing, of course, but from Mario games. I think there was even an instance where I used really, really old Zelda music from the, the yeah. CDI games, the ones that no one they played. have the best music though ever like yeah, ever the nintendo game definitely it's, like the thing about animal crossing music why it works so well for for like comedy videos mm -hmm. is it has pauses in like perfectly right, and to right. be able to like have a music that you can 
pause and then continue like it stopped with like almost a pause on the jokes just make it add so much they're so brilliant mm -hmm. in Nintendo and it's songs. meant to be looped as well that's another great thing yeah yeah it's meant to be looped it's meant to be paused it's meant to be like i now i just get excited for when nintendo games come out because of what the, yeah, the soundtrack be. is gonna be great yeah 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 exactly. Mar dude mario odyssey has the best soundtrack like, yeah odyssey it drops so many bangers yeah. it has the uh the title theme it has new donk city it's got the uh steam gardens it's like man i one of my things i have on my computer that i spent like five years building up is this copious video game soundtrack like a library uh, like on your on your hard yeah, drive and yeah. i'm so oh man yeah i'm so proud of it no that's <laughs> uh, i think that's good because i have to imagine that if any of them ever decide to crack down you need an immediate backup yeah i'm just fucked I'm just <laughs> I, yeah i don't think your viewers would be able to just you know be able to hear audio jungle in the background and get used to it you know what i mean like that you'd have to yeah. find some sort of replacement with the same energy but custom music isn't It'll a bad tough, idea that's definitely something to yeah put a pin yeah in. i'm not it's not you know I always think with it, like, listen, if they're going to claim me, they're going to claim everyone. Exactly. And so yeah. everyone will be fucked at the same time and they'll have a big PR disaster on their hands. So maybe they won't. And also people will stop me. Like, did you know you barely ever see videos on the Lego games? And you should like, you know, you wonder why. Lego games are huge, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Batman, Lego Star Wars all get copyright claimed. Yeah, and like, I immediately. have no idea and so, why. And it's such yeah. a, like, a, well, cool, because they're movie video games and movie soundtracks get claimed uh, and they I use see. the same soundtracks. So that would just be like really and think of how many big nintendo like donkey and stuff no one would make nintendo videos anymore That's so i don't fair. know i yeah. don't i don't think it would be in their interest and they haven't yet which makes me think they probably won't nintendo do a lot of things out of their interest but <laughs> yeah but after like, wasn't it, like some smash tournament they like shut down oh that's a I don't whole know, other man. yeah 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 i could see i just don't think about it I yeah yeah we try not it. to think about it we just don't <laughs> pass them is all yeah 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 uh well to to, to move along from uh, doom and gloom aspects of editing you've said in several interviews and podcast spots of course in the past that you've prioritized comedy in your videos in particular and doing that was a key to the success that you've had do you think yeah. Providing free comedy, of course, to people on YouTube during the frightening rise of COVID pushed your content further than it might have otherwise. Like as in everyone yes. staying home and consuming content more, preferably content that, you know, might relieve them from the day to day horrors going on outside. Do you think that was like more of a silver lining to the pandemic than anything? Or was it like particularly advantageous in an ingenious way? Like, Dude, or excuse I, me, ingenious. Yeah. So I think, first of all, yes, like the humor is a huge part of my success. Mm -hmm. One of the things Mr. Beast used to say when he was blowing up and did his early interviews was, you know, everyone clickbaits negativity on YouTube, but no one ever clickbaits positivity. I think my mm. thing was like, that's both brilliant. No one clickbaits comedy except like Fitz and Carson did at the time. Like this was mm. like, why, why this is such like a medium that's universal and everyone getting, you know, there's already these late night TV shows like SNL and John Oliver that all already do it and right. like known for being funny. Why is this not happening on my On the platform. Right, and now, right, and now right. I say that or like, you know, this sounds like I perfectly calculated it and I knew I'd blow up no 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 yeah exactly I, like i how it happened actually the the story behind all the titles is um <laughs> is um carson call me carson uploaded the funniest gta 5 video ever and he like put his face in it and put funny in the title mm. and i was like to dream like hey should i just like rip that off give it and a go was, yeah. like 
Yeah. And then right at this same time, Mr. Beast started putting his face in all of his thumbnails. Uh, and then Dream was like, yeah, you, I owe so much of like this YouTube science stuff, the Dream. Like he has taught me so much of it. Um, sure. Nerded out with me about it. But like, yeah, and then I started putting my face in the thumbnails. Like it, it wasn't calculated. Mm -hmm. But once you sort of start doing it, you can sort of, you never really know why something's going to be successful until you've uploaded oh, it. Of course. And you, you can, once you've uploaded the first one, sort of gauge the way it's going to go. Right. But I never really, I wasn't like, yes, dude, obviously it's going to be comedy. I just was <laughs> making the videos I wanted to what make. You wanted to make and, right. and I think that, like, that's still what I do now. I just make videos I want to make, you know, keeping my audience in mind, but also thinking, you know, is there like a 1% chance someone's dad could enjoy this to keep expanding Right, what's the places, best way right? to sell it? Exactly. Yeah, make yeah, the content yeah, you like want, a, a, but how do you market this to everyone? Right. Yeah, well, so it's, it, the most important thing is I love the video. Like, I've had so, so many videos yeah. that were like, I was like, this is a banger, but I just didn't, like, want to make it. Sure, um, yeah, And then yeah. it's, like, appealing to my subscribers. So, like, in a few weeks' time, I'm going to upload a GTA 5 video. Oh. And I have no idea if that might, you know, I might be watching back on this. It could change the course of my channel. Sure. Or it might be a fun one-off video. Or, but, I like, I never know until I've published it. A, a really great example of this is, like, two years ago, I impromptu went to go and meet my friends. And I went, hey, I'm going to film some bits of this on my phone so I can remember it mm -hmm. and then when i met them we were just like really sort of jiving because my friend wilbur when i meet him so on these people he, act he activates this weird mode in me where i just all i want to do is make him laugh and i just and, <laughs> and then i kept filming it while we're at the arcade and then mm -hmm. i went oh i'm you know and then schlatt uploaded his dating video at the time which i like loved i still just copy schlatt uh and then <laughs> i like throw in these little interims uh -huh. and then i posted a vlog and now it's your and biggest that changed video on the, the channel. entire course of my channel so yeah. it's like you really yeah. never know until you've uploaded something and it's it's really almost never calculated you know sure of course of but course. like yes yes so i think comedy is a huge part of why of, of sort of my current success and stuff right yeah comedy during tragedy is really what i was trying to get at like yeah, ob yeah. obviously comedy I think helped, if i did those mod videos now mm -hmm. like i think they still would have sort of blown up in the way they did mm -hmm. but like right now a video in in normal times a video to blow up is like 10 to 15 million views yeah and that's really exciting that's like insane but i think if I'd have done all that mod video and still like had that trend, I would have blown up and probably got, you know, 10 to 50 million views. Right. I don't think there'd ever be a time where I was getting 20 to 30 just to get just randomly on those videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Without extreme circumstances. Yeah. You know, that being said, sort of the internet, well, not just the internet, the sort of YouTubers around me are generally getting more grandiose at the moment. So, you know, you've got Mr. Mm -hmm. Beast with mm -hmm. the, the Squid Game and Dream with his manhunts. And so I think there's going to be sort of an element of combining that grandioseness with the comedy while still doing sort of my new stuff and more creative things and like trying stuff out that I, I think will prompt another sort of oh holy shit moment like the mod videos did okay but you never really know until you've got there right of course which is why i'm glad to hear that you're continuing to try new things and you want to continue being creative in your own endeavors and stuff like that and I, i'll, I'll get you, yeah. a bit to that later on in the podcast i had some specific questions about your creative endeavors in the future but sounds wonderful yeah uh backpedaling just a little little bit to where we were uh, about you know kind of like learning what sells a video best and the algorithm and stuff like that obviously you know not only did editing play a huge part in your success initially upon your channel's takeoff but as you made more and more content it sounds like it was almost gamified to you and you became like enthralled with the idea of figuring out how the algorithm works or it's it's played even and yeah i think that eventually brought you to where you are now or it helped you know thank you yeah and uh, I guess I was wondering, was learning the algorithm just part of the job of creating your own content? Or was it something you only started to try and pay attention to when you realized you had a real shot at making a career for yourself with YouTube? 
Okay. Well, so it's a long question. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, no. Well, I've I've been hanging out with uh, my mate Toby Tubbo for the past few days, and we've been having some like long loaded chats while looking out at the sunset for like four days in a row. So this is very okay. Like, we've been having chats. Sorry, that was a strange anecdote. But we've been like really chatting about this stuff. Sure. So I have a, ver- sure. a very prepared answer. <laughs> we've been talking about this specific things. So I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I think. So the, the idea of this algorithm and this sort of dream that everyone can live of being a YouTuber that you can just do mm-hmm. has always been like, holy shit, I, I want to do that. And I've viewed YouTube like a video game since I started playing it, mm-hmm. um, which is just, you know, these are, and, and there are so many humane moments of it. Like when I've met people, I, I've had like a few life changing moments when I've met sort of viewers in real life and they've oh, told sure. me a story and like, it's been like, holy shit. That like, is, you go, okay, yeah, this isn't just a video game. This is like a thing. You know, right. This right. Is I'm affecting incredible. people but, directly. Yeah. 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 And this is like, wow. But like sort of the majority of the time in order to keep it lighthearted as well, I sort of play like a video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing I found is the idea of, sort of studying the algorithm is something I've done in quite a like di- sort of different way, I think. Because I know the example I always use is Dream. And Dream spent hours of being, because he's a genius and he used to be, and he coded on computer science, would be like working and working out exactly why this has done well and analyzing a channel and doing this better. And why did they do that? Did they do that mm. intentionally? And he is so brilliant at that. I'm not very brilliant at that. I was shit at maths in school <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't get my computer science. I had to do DT instead. But what I've always been really, really into is the idea of like, yes, in real life, when there is a cute girl I want to go and say hi to, it is the most devastating moment of all time. And I can't go up to them and this is too scary. And like, even now... <laughs> But on the internet, it doesn't matter. Right. And so I have always been really outgoing on the internet. And also sure. sort of with the mindset of everyone else knows something about stuff that, that you don't, that can totally change your perspective perspective on it. Oh, so one of the things I've just always yes. done is just message people and go, hey, can you call to talk about YouTube? And hey, can you help me with this? And so I, my idea of studying the algorithm has also came with just my socialness of going like, hey, can, can you call? Hey, can you call? And then they'd ignore me and I go, no, but really, can you call? And I've just, <laughs> (laughs) done that since i had like a thousand subscribers and i think it was i can't remember the first i think the first time there was a guy called not nico and i spoke to him um for the first time when i was starting to get like a bit bigger on youtube i had like you know a thousand subscribers Uh and he was share screening his premiere pro and he just hit g to change the audio levels Mm -hmm. and i went what yeah did you not did you not know you could yeah and i went what the fuck and then i realized oh my god i know nothing i will forever know nothing sure and so ever since then i've just like always been sort of wanting to call people about that yeah yeah but my main way of being is like i'm quite like literate and i really like sort of english and literacy so i will call people and then take notes and then add up after their notes and then after a while you know when i've spoken to mr beast and dream and tanner blade and jaw and, and just like yeah, like everyone uh, they've told me what they think about something mm-hmm. you get to sort of put it all together to figure out my own conclusion and that is what i've basically done to sort of play as a video game and study the science and then have this sort of overall gut feeling that then i can now come up with my own thumbnails and stuff okay yeah i figured it was like an amalgamation of advice that you've received over the years yeah yeah but it isn't i'm in no way a guy that's been like yeah they do they did that because this reason and that like (laughs) i'm like i do a bit more on that now because i kind of i kind of get the game sure but like yeah i've never been able to just like sit down and study and do that i've just like would call people (laughs) no of course of course okay gotcha yeah i guess i was just wondering if the algorithm itself was part of the job of making your videos, um, you know, uh, just as a creator, or if it's something that you really, you know, got into learning about once you realized you had a shot at it, uh, like making it big, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean, so it was always like wanting to blow up, but mm-hmm. never really know what that what it, what that meant. And I remember I got banned on Hypixel, and me and my friend Freddie went to a Wales like two days after. And I remember me and him sitting down, and at the time, like everyone blew up in the Hypixel community mm-hmm. about five thousand subscribers, like between three thousand and five thousand. That's like just about how many I had. And I remember going like there was a uh, Astelic, Purple, Sammy Green had all just blown up like to thirty k. My goal was just like Hypixel YouTube rank. Like, that's all I really wanted. That was the unforeseeable, like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting down to Freddie going, like, man, I'm really, like, ready to blow. Like, I really want to, but I don't really know how. Like, I don't know what to do in this time. Mm-hmm. It was also when I was starting to feel a bit lost. And I remember, like, I went home and I went, right, you know what? I'm going to make, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make a video that I really put a lot of effort into and I think about and I make something I enjoy. And I remember being in a call one night on Discord and being like, what if I added subtitles? <laughs> and then I started, like, I, I, like, made this little font with the uh, Minecraft. I've had, like, two versions of subtitles and it was my first version like made that evening and i went oh this is cool and then um i published that video and it got more views than my other ones and i remember my jaw dropped and i went oh effort and then (laughs) really weirdly again like i had like a hundred thousand subscribers and it was uploading loads Mm -hmm. and i was like fuck man i don't you know like 150k just pre-dream smp and was like man i don't like it was in the start of the quarantine i was like man i don't i've been daily uploading for four months i don't sort of know which way to go about this i was like getting burnt out for the first time i was getting burnt out and i went fuck you know what i'm just gonna make a video i'm passionate about and i want to make and then me and tubbo at like 3 a.m recorded a video where we downloaded minecraft hack clients and then i went i'm gonna edit this one myself and put more effort into Uh and then it blew up and i went oh (laughs) (laughs) so what was your question again kia no 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 uh, the, the question was just whether or not if you could pinpoint why you started studying the algorithm, if it was directly because you thought you had a shot. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because, when I had a shot. And so it was, I remember at that time after that being like, oh, and then right, right after that, I was like, yeah, dude, I get YouTube. I get it. And then I had a call with Dream for the mm. first time ever. And he, and he told me a load of stuff. And I rem- I'd like remember this moment of my jaw dropping and going, oh. I know absolutely fucking nothing. And I was so confident that I knew loads about YouTube and that I got it. And I spoke to him and I went, oh my God. And then the day after I spoke to this other YouTuber, uh, Fundy. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to him and I went, oh my God. I know nothing. And then since that <laughs> moment where I'd finally, after like months of being like, yes, I get YouTube. I get, this is what Ludwig does. So I'm going to do right, it. Never right. mind. I'm going to post less frequently. I get it. Oh, never mind. I, oh my God. How did I not think of that? And so since then, that kind of was my final, like, yes, get everyone's advice because everyone knows something you don't. So everyone that you've spoken with has achieved success in their own ways, but not necessarily arrived via the same route, you know, like... Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, you know, Dream is incredible at, like, studying the algorithm and working out what works and how to do it better and why that worked. And Wilbur Mm. is incredible at coming up with his own ideas that he'd enjoy and other people would like. Mm. And I think my sort of bigger strength with the most of this has been sort of viewing asking for help not as a sort of negative last resort because I think that's what it is like a lot of the time to a lot of people is asking for help is like a bad thing right like it feels like giving up to some people yeah whereas for me it's been like even even now when I feel sort of so confident in my abilities and so like yeah dude I like I get it right Mm -hmm. dude I still have the the other night I had a three like a two hour call with Dream where I asked for his help on stuff I asked Wilbur I asked asked, like you know any of my 
and my dad and my mum mm -hmm. always like what do you think because i think sort of i have such a lack of perspective with not just this but also life so sort of keeping an eye on on that and still asking for help has been my priority which i think has really who who to guess helped me as well but um <laughs> sure yeah keeping yourself grounded yeah 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 and i think that is sort of where and just learning man just like keeping oh, learning and remembering i don't really know anything <laughs> uh has been where i've sort of yeah where i felt the most confident right so it's not necessarily that you don't know anything per se but you have now experienced much more than others and you can use that experience to further your content from here on out and share with others what has helped you further your content and how you've arrived there and things like that yeah and i i think in like the next year or so maybe a bit longer i'm gonna make a very sort of weekly slap-esque channel where i just oh, can okay. sit and nerd out about youtube because like I, I really love this like talking about editing and really getting into it but there's not really a medium for me to do it yeah because yeah. i really you know i, I want to be putting on this character which i i love doing and love making jokes and you know like there's times on little sort of more on Twitter or on more low-key streams, but I find streaming quite hard to discuss more serious things on there because of oh, sure. like, and there's a million distractions. I can't cut this. Yeah. yeah. And there's a chat and there's a view account that's going up or down, whether I like it or not. I'd like just a place just to like talk about it. Cause it like means a lot to me. Right. But right. not yeah. But um, yeah, that's sort of, you know, yeah, I really like this stuff like a lot. So I'm, I'm obviously very, very glad that you came on the podcast uh, but I do think that you will probably single-handedly uh, change the the way that the comments look currently, perhaps permanently for the channel. I have no idea. I'm hoping Dude, that it's I'm a lot scroll of scroll all these comments for hours, man. I, that, that's what I assume. This is going to be one of the yeah. best comment sections because like people are going to be sat nerding out about editing in it. Like I, I, I'm so excited to just read all the comments on this and people be like, oh yeah, about editing and about YouTube science and like that's exciting. Yeah, I hope people share their stories. That that's one of my favorite things about putting out the podcast on YouTube is just reading some of the comments and obviously you have people that are like, woo yeah you got so-and-so that's awesome i love their stuff but some people share like their experiences with those editors yeah, or with those clients well, and know? yeah exactly their, their thoughts and how they've you know paved their way larry through. don't leave a comment about all the awfulness i've done to you man just don't uh, yeah yeah larry sorry please. i'm gonna have to delete it as soon as i see it buddy yeah I'm sorry yeah no so i'm 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 very very blessed to to have you and i appreciate you reaching out when you did well i really no man i appreciate you this is such a cool thing to have done like i think just about this little corner of the internet of editing so i'm yeah i'm really happy you made i, it, I couldn't really i couldn't believe no one had done it yet like i had thought about it for the longest time like a year and a half me and a few other editors had had the idea in our head that we wanted to do an editing podcast i think it was me davis uh who is um dan tdm's editor uh yeah, yeah and uh polite uh, Ludwig's editor, of course, and um, yeah, a, few, a, a few others. And uh, we were just kind of like brewing around the idea, but no one had the time to commit. And, you know, it bummed us all out. But, you know, I found myself a year later still being like, there is still no editing podcast. What it, What's going on? You yeah. Know? So I, I should clarify, there wasn't an editing podcast that revolved around the content creation space that we are in. There's a lot of content creation of, you know, people that specify in like, you know, cinematography or yeah. blog and real world style sure, yeah. your footage editing, color correction, that jazz. There's a, a nice handful of those, but it just doesn't feel the same. And yeah, the content is completely for different. You're into, you know, no one's gonna sit and talk about the exact stroke and drop shadow they put on a on a subtitle, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but they will hear. Right, exactly. Here they would. And, you know, obviously.
obviously I didn't want you to just come on and talk about doses bold. I wanted wanted you to. Oh, I will. <laughs> I wanted you to be able to, you know, express the. Dude, uh, I am so fucking passionate about fonts. Really, right? really, you, you're, you're big yeah, on iconography. Yeah, I really and... am. I really no, no, just to fonts and what looks good and what looks bad and why. Okay. I my God, do I do I I can talk about fonts for hours. Wow. Well, I should have been a font podcast then. God, I'm sorry. We can talk for, if you want to talk fonts and what makes a subtitle font. I'll get into it, man. Uh, yeah, by all means, I'll make a little note here and, and uh, I'll get I'll we'll wrap back around at the at the end of the podcast. We'll wrap to the fonts, all right? Okay, we'll don't, wrap to the don't fonts. Don't get me started on fonts, right? <laughs> I have got words. What was the point that you realized that you would benefit? from someone else editing the content for you. Because obviously we talked about, you know, handing off the content and it being like a baby to you. You know, it's like, Dude, oh my I God, someone else is going to take care of I my child. I actually remember the exact moment and it was every day. Uh-huh. So my sort of schedule in the summer holidays, God knows, 2019, 18. How long did you have, was, by the way, for, for, for your holiday? Six weeks, I think. Six weeks. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I remember every day it would be me, Tubbo, Rudy and Freddie would stream Skyblock that evening. Uh-huh. And then like every other day, I'd decide it was a good enough stream usually. Mm-hmm. And then I'd sit and edit the video mm-hmm. and then get it out. And then that night I'd stream again. But I remember it was like the fifth time where I'd done the edit in about two hours and it was great. And then I spent the next three hours subtitling occasionally. Uh-huh. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> this is getting <laughs> arduous. Sat, yeah. I was just sat subtitling myself. Yeah days and i went there's gotta be come on there's gotta be another way to do this right and then i went oh i'm an idiot um and i remember i just remember spending like a whole day subtitling and then at the end going yeah (laughs) it's time it's time to pull the trigger yeah Yeah. it's time it's time so we're i'm I'm assuming at that point in time you were at least making enough to where it wouldn't hurt making an investment to the channel like having an editor because i know so many youtubers now you know just because either in uh, editing intimidates them or they don't have the time, they'll they will invest in an editor very early at a huge loss. And sometimes yeah, I feel I was, bad <laughs> editing for people I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a loss where I was editing. Mm-hmm. I, I think one time. Yeah, no, I don't think no, I think there was a little bit where I was worrying about it. And then sort of I joined SMP Earth and it was like, okay. Yeah, okay, I can I, I can I, definitely I've had, now, yeah. It's weird. I've had like a couple lim- every time I have like a limbo on my channel, something comes and clutches it up. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> like I like had a bit of a limbo at the end of Skyblock. I had like a limbo and then Skyblock started and then I had a limbo and then SMP Earth started uh-huh. and then I had limbo and then the hack Minecraft video started right and I had a limbo and then um Dream SMP and I had a limbo and then the mod videos and then I had a limbo and then vlogs it's like yeah <laughs> and now we're gonna get into the GTA era I, I'm, I'm super Dude, I'm pumped I hope it's a whole I, era man I hope I it takes off I've never played GTA but we're recording it tomorrow and I'm like I'm, I'm just hoping it's fun. I mean, dude, who knows though, right? Because I've made so many like one-off videos. Sure. You don't really think about until it becomes like a, a thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Are, but, are you doing yeah, RP or are you doing um, just... You I'm know, ju- I've just never played. Like, I just want to dick around with sort of... It's all the guys that usually play Minecraft. We're just getting on GTA. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that'll yeah. be that'll be awesome content. I'm, I'm excited you. for that. I'm really excited. I think the thing we look for when we're making the mod videos, mm-hmm. usually when we were coming up with the mods, is like what would have the most bits on. Like what has... Oh, Oh, sure. Yeah. So like, I remember Charlie Slimesicle when we started the Morph oh, mod, like Charlie. his jaw just dropped and he was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. Yeah, and then yeah. we didn't do a mod for a while. And then we did this one where you could like steal other people's organs. And he was like, yes. Uh-huh. And so I just think GTA is going to be that on steroids. For like yeah, this. absolutely. So I'm, I'm really excited, but I'll let you know how it goes. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure I'll see uh, on the channel itself, but the, yeah. uh, as, f- as far as like number of, you know, potential content ideas, like GTA has you covered. Like there's so many mods. There's so 
many like, you know, role play ideas that people have. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much GTA is recommended still to this day in yeah, my yeah. recommended. It's um, it definitely rivals Minecraft in longevity. Like, I think GTA is seven years old at this point. It's old. It, yeah. It's pretty old. But like, obviously, it's still got a very lively community. And um, I, I see a lot of parallels to Minecraft. So I think you've definitely got something there. There's a lot of potential. I'll so. see, man. I'm a, I'm really excited just to sort of see how see see what the reception see is. where it goes yeah but um <clears throat> yeah sorry what was your question at what point did you realize that you'd benefit from someone else editing oh, the content but you answered yeah, that yeah. you answered that yeah. yeah yeah cool we're gonna use the time machine just a little bit go back to i want to say if i'm incorrect fill me in i think it's 2016 i could be incorrect during the eras of channel nut pig and you know briefly ttg yeah. was there a particular editing style from other creators aside from schlatt obviously that inspired you to incorporate into your own video creation or were you really just you know trying to carve out your own style you know you know right at the at the mound yeah so i think channel nut pig didn't really have a style mm. i think it must have just been like the overall sort of landscape of youtube and what people did at the time okay it was just just like this is what they do. So <laughs> this I'm, is I a YouTube channel. <laughs> I am a YouTuber. Um, TTG, yeah. which I never made a video on, I'm so sad. The, which is also channel not big. Right, Tom right, talks right. gaming was. Um, I think it was going to be Will Any styled. I'd really gotten into Will Any oh, at the time. Oh, okay. I was going to do like sort of commentary on gaming, or maybe it was PBG Peanut Butter Gamer styled. But then I made the welcome video, and that was just like after my school had found my channel, but not too long enough after. So then I just stopped. That. Stopped right. But the TTG Discord, TTG Discord is still my Tommy discord it's still that's i've got a, a screenshot of it when it first started and it's like that's the same oh thing. that's awesome i actually but, had um, no idea that's great yeah yeah but no that wasn't really anything and then i was on twitch for a few years then came back to tommy in it and then first, you established yeah. your style okay so there was are. nothing really that channel nut pig or tdg uh was going to borrow from aside from yeah they didn't really play i mean it was actually quite a different change because channel nut pig had face cam and like was sort of let's play tommy in it I did not have any faith. I was I, one of the things I was most anxious about mm. because of YouTube. For the first few videos, I just wouldn't show my face on Tommy in it, even though I'd shown it on um, my streams every stream. I just wouldn't show my webcam. Was there a particular was like, reason or? Yeah, I was just the idea of my face on YouTube. I was so anxious about because oh, okay. I was like. Okay. I just the idea of like it be I always had this fear of when my school was like on YouTube like just seeing myself in the recommended oh a permanent place that your face time, is I see I see I see yeah now which is ironic but um, sure. yeah like <laughs> but I was just like fuck what if I see one of my videos on the recommended right and then I was like I just I really didn't want one of my videos to be played in class because it had been in the past and it was awful oh, I was like God, yeah. yeah yeah but then I went nah fuck it <laughs> yeah no i first video actually my first video had a webcam in i think it was webcam in the thumbnail was it when did oh no i did have webcam in all my first time in videos must maybe it was webcams in the thumbnails but i, I know i certainly then stopped using webcam during smp earth and during skyblock which i'm pretty sure was just because schlatt didn't use webcam like, <laughs> it's very vain okay yeah so dude did, so much of my stuff did, just uh, schlatt inspired when you decided to not use your your face cam for you know reasons related to schlatt or not did you feel that it actually helped you know quell your anxiety about having your face on youtube and stuff like that at the time kind of no it didn't really play a part into sort of my anxiety at the time um it was it was only do i have it on or off youtube and i had a few weeks of like deciding that oh, and then okay. i did okay. and i was like fine it made streaming a lot a very different experience when i didn't have webcam on because now when i stream mm -hmm. i have these sort of bright lights on and i'm looking at my screen and it's like that but i felt the need 
that I could be a lot sort of more quiet and sort of silent on the stream and worry about less and pick my nose and do whatever <laughs> because like, no one can see me. I do miss those days of streaming without webcam. I don't think I would ever do a stream without webcam again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I remember that was a very different time streaming without a camera. Yeah, no. But I, not so much content creating. Right, right. I, I just thought it was interesting that uh, you would, you know, mention that you were a bit anxious about it. And, you know, eventually you, you obviously made the decision that you did. But it, it just makes for a nice segue because I, I did want to ask you about, you know, um, anxiety as a whole. Obviously, yeah, beginning as a video editor, you've expressed in the past that you've had to cope with anxiety and, you know, be it social or, totally. or general, uh, presumably. And personally, as an editor who is heavily affected by generalized anxiety disorder, would it be too much for me to ask you a bit more about those experiences? No, sure. I'll talk about it, man. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, the social anxiety aspects are more than understandable given the God, incredibly yeah. unique position you found yourself in. But in regards to anxiety that you find yourself having at home, like one, what worries you the most? And two, what helps you cope? So where to start? Right? <laughs> sure. No, <laughs> I mean, it's been a weird time. few years, basically. What sort of specific ones are you sort of wanted to talk about? Is it more about like getting recognized or about oh, like um, sort of making videos and creative anxiety or yeah, like definitely self confidence and stuff? I feel very open to talking about this stuff on podcasts, but not really anywhere else. Sure, and I don't quite sure. know why yet, but you know, it, it might just be. I think because... it's the medium of being able to chill out and stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to talk about it. Yeah, uh, that and you're you're chatting with somebody who's dealt with it for a decade. Yeah, so. you get it, man. You get it. <laughs> absolutely. Sure, the people in the comments do as well. Yeah. Anyway, sure. What um what yeah so what 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 period would you like to know about that sort of very different stages of right i guess what was the in in your stage of your creative career right what was the the first instance you know not not to a t you know the very minute of course but what was the first time that you were really feeling anxious about something that involved your creative process huh so i, I so a lot of my more anxieties sort of were with sort of real life and stuff i've had okay. a lot of Okay, I'm trying to, sorry, this, this, it's weird. I have like, so are we talking more about sort of creative anxiety or like real life, like me as a person anxiety? Because I'm happy to talk about both. It's just sort of- Sure, 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 sure. Like, yeah, I, I figured that you unfortunately dealt with both. But yeah. the, I know that the the social anxiety and the real life anxiety is very much catered to, you know, going out into the real world and, you know, putting yourself out there physically as a person. But creative anxiety, at least for editors, there is almost, it's almost sort of like a performance anxiety where, you yeah. know, you have a, a a bad gut feeling that, you know, if something doesn't perform well, you might lose, you know, your job. You know, in my case, that, that used to happen a lot where I, I felt, you know, really, really pressured to knock out a video either as soon as possible or as best as I could. And if I didn't, then I would be at risk constantly. You know, job security always uh, played into, you know, my, my generalized anxiety about being creative and things like that when it comes to editing. But I know with you, it was multi-layered because not only did you deal with the, you know, the editing side of making sure sure that your your work was the best that it could be you know and uh you know what if this video doesn't perform as well as the other ones or what if it doesn't you know meet my own expectations or other people's expectations and then of course to layer all of that you know you found success and then now you have to deal with being recognized and you know just trying to have a normal day yeah you know and and, and go about the town with without feeling like the normalcy is being sucked from you you know what i mean like i know you've had to deal with a lot so what is the most serious one that you deal with on a day-to-day -day basis then if it's too um generalized sure. of a question. yeah so the thing that was the most sort of whiplash for me mm -hmm. was getting recognized because i you know 
had never experienced that. I think I spoke to Spifey one time and he told me that he had been once and I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was a couple of people and then I went into quarantine for a few months. It was a lot of people Then I went into quarantine for a few months. Then it was shit tons of people. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was like, oh my God. But yeah, so for me, it, I had a few months of being like, fuck, like this is really hard. This isn't what I signed up for. Getting recognized is like really weird because obviously I've, <laughs> I've never been like, fuck off to anyone ever because I like love it. Like I'm <laughs> sure. sort of, it's always been my obli- like in my head, my obligation to say hi to someone and be, you know, smiling because I always am like this so flattering that someone you know sure so i never it's never like a bad thing and it's never like fuck but it is more sort of that idea of you know if i want to wear my favorite red and white top in public but you know it's (laughs) a compromise between identity and sort of privacy you know like they don't go hand in hand anymore which is weird and i remember one time like sort of in in sort of the peak of my anxiety trying to go out and like wear glasses and a hat and like a coat and i still had someone come up to me and that was just like oh wow okay but for me, I, re- I remember when I got over it, when it all of a sudden clicked in my head and I went, oh, okay. Is, um, so I've been doing therapy for like a year and I sort of mm-hmm. regretfully mentioned it on one of my few streams that I didn't like when I was a bit sort of still getting to terms with all the stand culture stuff on like my old sure, time sure. and was a bit freaked out and sort of, I, I wish I hadn't have mentioned it then because it sort of derailed into one of my only ever like dramas, which was about <laughs> like, I had th- but yeah, I've been doing therapy. I think therapy is brilliant. I think especially you've got a good therapist, which I have done and I'm, I'm all for it. I've, I've spent a lot of time convincing other creators to get therapy because yeah. this is like not a thing that you should try and handle by yourself. No, sort of like, it, it's, no, it's so not. weird, you know, no one's built for any of this. But yeah, so I have a therapy and one of the sort of things is um, that you learn about is exposure therapy, which is the idea of um, if something is freaking you out, sort of going it head on and then being like, this isn't that bad. And I remember it was sort of that sense of belonging that I really miss when I'd be out with my college mates and, you know, like girls that I liked. And then, <laughs> and then I'd get like recognized, I'd have to go to the side and this like strange sense of not really belonging that right, I really yeah. sort of didn't like. And that, that was sort of upsetting when I was starting college. But I remember when I went to go out and film the KSI vlog. Oh, um, right. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. where we met KSI in real life. And I was sort of getting over it now and sort of being a bit more sort of like, right, I'm going to go at this head on. And I'd walk into the busiest parts of town so I could like know that someone's going to say hi. And like, of course, it's not that bad. Yeah. And I remember remember I met I was with George for the first time ever and Wilbur and Vic Star and we were in this park and we were just kind of like getting like mobbed for the first time it was really weird but it was obviously all of this has negative connotations like getting recognized oh, and sure. mobbed and all this is all people and brilliant interactions and I'm so like I love getting recognized it's so sweet and sort of wholesome I guess is the word I'd use but I remember like this happened and I looked at George and he was as freaked out as I was and I looked at Wilbur and I was like just go with it man and I was like this is brilliant this all of us are doing this together and then I looked over and Vic had like his own crowd of people and I was like oh man this is brilliant this is like so sort of so, so sweet and cool and then ever since then when I had like one person come up to me it was like well this is fine it's not loads of people mm-hmm. and then um as sort of time went on I got a lot sort of more cool to get recognized and I went yeah this is like fine I, I don't mind it and it has it has it moments where I was like maybe this is against my boundaries like I've had a couple of times where I've been yeah. like walking on the street and a car would pull up next to me and be like are you Tommy in it and I'd be like yes this is scary because you're just <laughs> a car that has pulled over to me. But um, <laughs> I've had a couple. I had one time where someone like tapped me on the back when I had my headphones and it was at night and I like oh, spun God. around like, this is where I die. But they're all like comical and like accidents, you know, they're not, oh, you sure, know. Sure. So group exposure definitely helped you? So yeah, it was sort of exposed therapy with that. And then recently, what it was is because I actually had a little bit more anxiety come back because I'm sort of starting this sort of uh, beef with Gordon Ramsay and he sort of messaged me like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to duet you soon, so watch out for it. So I've been taking this really quite... Oh, okay. I'm telling you on that. But I've been, I've been um, taking it quite seriously and I was like, oh man, I'm going to put up these posters and more people around my new city I've lived are going to know what I look like. Do I want this? Mm-hmm. But then I was like walking and I just 
chat to more people. Like I've had so many chats with people that like at a train station or just walking and just speaking to people I never would have done usually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I have sort of the opportunity to and they sort of feel welcomed around me. And that made me go, I, I love talking to people. People are brilliant. And I was like, man, yeah, this is totally, totally fine. And so I think the most of my anxieties with that sort of done secured now. That's good. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, it's definitely important to have a strong support group. And it sounds like the people yeah, that you even I've work always with had that as well. Have, yeah, that are that are there for you. Yeah, That's and I've great. got all these people I work with that. And my parents are brilliant to talk about it with. And I'm a therapist. And just like I've always, like, I've never not had a support group and sort of a lot of the things That's really you good. need with that. But yeah, it is. it was a little, little jarring for a time. Yeah, I, I mean, it just I sounds the yeah, the lack of a transition. And I just went from, yeah, I have 100,000 subscribers and sit about this in school with my friends to, right. wow, I go out in public and like lots of people come up to me. Mm -hmm. But I don't mind it at all. Like at all. I think it's really cool. And um, I love meeting people. And so I really have, you know, no problem with it. And I've gotten a lot better recently of being like, you know, if I'm like at a concert or something, being like, hey, mm. I'm really sorry. I'm not taking photos tonight, but it's really cool to meet you. And I hope you enjoy the show. And that's also been a lot more relieving, like. Oh, can. good. Yeah. I know a lot of people have a hard time even saying that, uh, you know, just because they don't want yeah. anybody to feel like they, you know, they missed out or, you know, something along those lines. But uh, no, I'm I'm really glad that you found your your own way to uh, cope yeah. is the wrong word, but, you know, just kind of deal with. Um, yeah, adjust, man. Yeah, yeah, adjust. Exactly. No, thank you. I appreciate you opening up about that because. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. And so what was it like about creative anxiety? Was that sort Yeah, of yeah. Just um, as far as editors go, I, I know that a lot of them that I know personally deal with the idea that they'll disappoint their clientele or that yeah. they're not living up to the, even their own expectations. And that obviously boils down into job security and even their future in the medium as a whole, you know, whether or not they want to continue editing. Like I have some friends in particular that, you know, are just at the moment struggling to find work and they're wondering if mm. it's, you know, boiling down to their portfolio or, you know, some other uh, aspect of networking and things like that. And I know because it's all mostly online. If you are not keen to this sort of environment, it can be super alienating if it is your job. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely difficult. So I guess I'm curious if you had any similar experiences at the start of your career when you were editing your own videos, because I, I don't think you've ever done paid gigs for anyone else, right? No. Okay. No, I okay. think almost I edited for a guy called Haminations once, but then I didn't in the end. Okay. So, so I'm never, no. So just editing your own videos, I would imagine that you, you would some point must have had concerns whether or not something would pop off or do well or even if you would receive your own video well in like a week's time you know what i mean like sometimes you'll just upload yeah. something and then a week later you're like oh my god that was shit i wish i never uploaded that yeah i mean i've done that many a time yeah yeah so how, how do you go about dealing with that or how would you advise going about dealing with that seeing as you've overcome those hills and those challenges uh previously yeah, yeah so in my experience i've never had a shit ton of creative anxiety because I've always felt like I'm just making this for me and mm, people are enjoying mm. it and sort of also like playing a video game so I've always just found it like you know if I like if I put loads of effort into a video and I posted that and then didn't do well I'll be like that's fine you know there's been times when I'm playing Terraria and it takes me like four times to kill the Eye of Cthulhu like because <laughs> and then sometimes I play in Heartland like, it's just how it is you know sure, it's not sure. <laughs> and I, I actually um I got really back into Terraria recently and I was like holy shit I'm thinking about killing the Moon Lord in the exact same way that I think about how I make a 
YouTube video. This is really weird. <laughs> They're like in the same compactment of my brain. I was like, what the fuck? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I was like falling bed. like, wait, what if me and Aaron use the archery potion to kill that? And then I was also thinking about what if I put this in that title? And I was like, oh my God, this is the same thing. The same thought process, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, yeah, no, I think I've always been really lucky with uh, being able to post it and worry about, you know, that's fine. I've always got next week and the week after and having this sort of, I guess my big advice with YouTube and sort of more to creators is that the thing that you, sort of the internet as a whole encourages you to forget is that it's been around for fucking ages and it's you're going to be around for ages, yeah, whether you yeah. go up and down and you can look at every social blade. And the, the easiest way to put this into like visual is go on any YouTuber's social blade, scroll down and it has, and it's, it's lumpy. It goes down, then up, then yeah, down, then very, up, then down, then up. It's so. never a straight line upwards, right? Right. And so, you know, even like Mr. Beast after he uploaded Squid Game, is way lower than it was after he um, was posting like a couple more times in quarantine because he's not, it's not COVID anymore. Mm-hmm. And like getting over that idea of, you know, you're playing the long game, man. And so like you can have, and you, you got to live in the moment as well. Sort of a big thing you learn about from therapy, but like- Right, right, yeah. Yeah, like you're playing the long game. You know, Dan TDM's been here for 10 years. I've been here for like probably longer. I've been here for four years now, you know, and I'm probably going to be here. I'm definitely, definitely going to be here for a lot longer. So that is a lot of time to be doing stuff. So you can't worry about my newest video. Can't afford to. Yeah. yeah, Like, and and YouTube really encourages you. And I, like, I had times in quarantine where sort of my self worth was tied, sort of, as I was sort of felt like I was finding myself. A lot of my self worth was tied to my analytics one of the strangest things that ever happened to me yeah yeah but like it's also had some positives like one of the strangest things was i was sort of not like self-conscious about how i look but you know there's always like the popular kids in school oh sure sure who who go out with all the popular girls it just kind of was in my head like yeah i'm i'm not one of those ever <laughs> and i remember like when i was sort of finding myself and really which i feel like i've done in the past year and i feel like i've sort of matured quite a lot was um <laughs> it was when i was really into ludwig and one of the things he said that really inspired me because i used to watch ludwig every single day mm. in the uh, quarantine was he just went mate no one is attractive people just like who they like and look who they look like and i was like holy shit ludwig is right as i left <laughs> secondary school and, and then and then i started putting my face in my thumbnails uh-huh. and because i was still so into like analytics and then my analytics went up i was like huh that's really cool it's not really boosted my <laughs> self-confidence matter, yeah and i was like holy shit which is really weird right sure sure so i think like the main thing about youtube is remembering we're going to be here forever it's going to be around for a while as is the internet whether it is on youtube or tiktok right and so not tying everything to right your newest video your newest three videos has done worse and instead being like right what can i learn from this because one of the things it would be my advice to streamers and YouTubers now, is when you publish a video, you almost have no control of the, over the view count. You can change your title mm. and thumbnail, you can change the metadata, Help you can YouTube editor it if you're a tryhard, which I've done a couple <laughs> of times, but you can't really control it. Right. When you hit go live, you cannot control that view account on stream. Because so many people I know, even I do, is like, see my view accounts lower and go, ah, and see it's higher and go, yes, but you can't control that no, when you hit no. go live. You just can't. You can't control how many likes your tweet gets once it's out Mm -hmm. what you can control especially on youtube because it's much more of a video game is what you take from that if you post a video and it does a lot worse what you can then control is right what did a lot worse about it what can i learn what do i not like what didn't the viewers like that's what you can be in control of and learn about so you can post a shit video and you can post it sorry a shit like performing video right and then spend more time on that being like why didn't that perform why was it shit right and sometimes (laughs) you can rectify it on youtube 
sort of like rarely then again recently the title and thumbnails are so much more important in the past few years than usual but um yeah and that would be sort of my advice now it's like once you've hit publish on your work it's out there it's it's done that is done mm-hmm. the next thing is upcoming and not thinking constantly about how it lived, did like you know exactly everything it's doing forward. how many views has it got this last but I, I used to have a thing where i'd hover over it and it'd show me how many views i've gotten in the last second and how many i've got <laughs> in the last hour and i was like that is fucking awful and you're like still now i'm still sort of figuring out how i am with tiktok and i sort of check my view account more on that but it's less impactful it doesn't like it doesn't bring me down or particularly bring me up it's just informative right and that is where you want to be is where it is informative just treat it as information like, first and yeah yeah treat it as information that you can learn from right and like right. that's what you can actually have in your control is what you learn from it because sort of anxiety derives from things that aren't in your control right um so you gotta like say to yourself right this isn't i can't take from this now because it is out there but what i can do is learn and that is important right tie, tie your self-worth to the knowledge you gain from your experiences not necessarily exactly. the experience itself yeah don't like tie your self-worth to like my advice is the internet is brilliant the internet is one of the best and worst things to ever be created ever but it is not everything no, and no. it really can feel like everything and it is important that the internet is incredible and it's a really brilliant thing but it's not like don't tie your self-worth to it man <laughs> you know it's just oh, not no no yeah yeah, yeah. That, i yeah. I, under, I understand what you're trying to say i what totally. what I was going for was essentially that Sorry, not to disagree with you. I just oh, no no like, no yeah yeah in yeah. General, yeah absolutely. I'm just trying to get across that if you are having issues with your self worth and you are tying it to your content or you know how your content performs, try to at least move the goalpost back a bit and have some like the big thing everyone lacks like indisputably mm-hmm. is perspective. No one oh, really sure. has enough. That is what I think, right? Mm-hmm. And it's why, you know, it's why 20-year-olds look at, like, teenagers and laugh like idiots. And that's why 30-year-olds look at 20-year-olds and laugh like idiots. Mm-hmm. That's why 40 year olds Because everyone has more perspective. And it's just, like, remembering, like, no one has that. So trying to kind of keep that in mind sure. so you don't get caught up in every last moment and every last analytic. Because, like, you can, and I have, and I will again, I'm sure. But, like, that is really important. Yeah, no, I, I completely, completely agree. I think that that uh, wraps up the anxiety portion. I really cool. only wanted to discuss Boom. the college bit last. And then, well, actually, did you want to talk about fonts before we uh, before we dive into yeah, the college stuff? Fonts. Okay, all right. So yeah. we, we had said earlier that uh, we were going to wrap around back to fonts. Do you want to go ahead and wrap around Good. back to that? Yes. Okay, all right. So get me started on fonts, King. Okay, so Dosis Bold, tell me why. Yes. All right. Listen up, editors, because I have something to say on fonts. <laughs> uh, font. All of these font websites are, in my humble opinion, bullshit. What you need, the way to get a good font, here is the life hack to finding your own font, right? No one has to keep using Dosis Bold anymore. I go on YouTube Shorts and so many people use Dosis Bold and it's a really good font, but we need a bit of variety around here. Like Quackity has a really brilliant font that's like sort of different, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way I'm going to give the life hack to how to find a good font. And I am, when I figure this out, I'm like, I don't, I really, I thought it was one of my mates the other day and they were like, holy shit, here's how you do it. And it's almost the same with music. The way to find good fonts is to go to movie posters and video games that you like that match your personality and go on the font for the menu and the title screen. Go on a font looker-upper, go on that font, right? So like, I don't know, Terraria, you really like the Terraria menu font and it really matches your personality. And games that you play will often match your personality and like the vibe of what it is. Google that font, 
and then it will say it costs £40. Google that font and type afterwards, free, and then you or will TTL. find a crack for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the way I found my font is I remember looking at Call Me Carson and Fitz's font going, they're brilliant, but I don't want to use the same one as them, you know, because fonts say so much. Like when you see Dosis Bold now, you sort of subconsciously think about Tommy in it. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I think it is so in stone, the font that I use. Right. But what what I is is go on sort of games that you like and games that have cool fonts, Google it, and then you can find really good fonts. Because the thing about video games, unlike the font and these sort of free font websites, is they have to look good because everyone's going to look at these. They, they are The video game maker has put so much effort into making this font look cool. Right. So, Dose is Bold is the VR chat font. You probably never knew that, but it is the exact font from the game VR chat because I just spent like an hour. I went to the Stardew Valley font. I didn't really like it. Too farm like Terraria font, too squiggly. It doesn't look good. Starbound font looks good, but it's like glitchy on Premiere Pro. Those is bold. It has the curviness. Now, the next thing about fonts is matching especially subtitle fonts is matching how you sound. The thing yes. about Dosis Bold is it's very sort of curvy and also kind of friendly, but still, it kind of sounds like how I sound, Dosis Bold. It kind of sounds like how a person speaks. So does the Call Me Carson um, main subtitle font. So does the Quackity font. So does the Fitz font. And then working out what you like about those. So I really like sort of the curvy edges and like the bounciness of it. Mm-hmm. And then being able to put like... I'm, I'm very into this. Uh, then no, please continue, able to, continue. Like, Google that. I think that is really important of like what a subtitle does. Mm-hmm. I think for comedy videos, only really comedy videos, like subtitles, yes, they're good for retention because people look at them more. But the reason you should do subtitles is impactfully. I do them because if some, if, if I'm doing a bit and Tubbo says quietly, quietly something in the background and it's hilarious, when you read that, you process a lot more how funny it is. It's really good for emphasizing humor. Right. That's why I really like fonts because like there'll be times I'll watch a Jay Schlapp video the second time round and I'll hear a joke I didn't hear the first time uh-huh. and I want it to that you hit it he hear every joke the first time um, the, a lot of the times because he is so violently clever I'll film something <laughs> with Charlie Slimesicle and I won't even laugh at his joke in the recording because it goes over my head and then I'll watch it back and like that was so funny and with subtitles that enhances that the other thing about them is making them look really aesthetically pleasing so I find sort of it's a mix of stroke and drop shadow as well mm-hmm. and you can sort of play around with that and then depending on what you want now you got two types of people, bounce people and no bounce people. I'm a bounce <laughs> man myself. I find subtitles need a bounce on. It gives off more of a friendliness. Uh, some people don't. Like Wilbur never uses bounces for his subtitles. And again, like Wilbur doesn't have a very sort of friendly font, but it really matches his vibe of like the sort of Windows 98 right. aesthetic. And it is matching your individual vibe with the font. Technoblade has Arial Bold, which really matches him. Um, and also the thing about fonts is they have like the light version and the bold version. Right, like this whole Dosis family, Regular right. looks like dog shit. Dosis Light looks dog shit. Dosis semi bold looks do- dog shit. Dosis bold is the best thing of all time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've oh, I've been I've been waiting for a thank you, Kia, for allowing me to run about fonts. I've never been able to do this before. But yeah, I think fonts are very important. And you can also, I've, I recently found out that the Call Me Carson font is the same one that Burger King uses on the third. I realized like commercially. I past and went, holy shit. Yeah, wow, because it's okay. like, it looks good, right? Sure. And my one is the same as VR chat. And like, right. that's, in my opinion, how you find good fonts. And I think it is important to individuality and to your aesthetic you're going for to find a font you really like. I think it, I think it really goes a long way. I, same yeah. with music and same with a lot of things, but I'm violently passionate about fonts and how people do them. 
um, and how people do subtitles. I think they're so interesting as subtitles. Like they add so much character while adding so little to the screen. Yeah, they're yeah. so brilliant. I, I think that's wonderful <gasps> advice. I, I really think that you nailed it when you said that you really want it to reflect your personality. I don't think a lot of people take that into consideration when they're looking for fonts, you know, whether it be on Defont or elsewhere, right? Like, for example, I, you know, I work with Socks for One currently, and he uses a font called Bubblegum. I, I think it, it reflects his personality yeah, perfectly. Yeah, um, That's a really good, yeah. What's your favorite font? My yeah. favorite font. Oh, my God. Oh, Give me a moment to think about this. Um, I'm going to say as well, like, I always thought Comic Sans was bullshit. And then Rambo uses it, and I'm like, it looks okay. I really think it fits. You're like, now it looks okay, because it's it, in this context, it looks great. Because he owns it, man. Right, yeah. right, exactly. I want to say Babus New is probably one of my favorites. Babus New. I'm Googling it as a font. N-E-U-E is how you say. Yeah, I like it. I like Babus New. Yeah, it's uh, got that fucking oomph to it. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know. There's there's obviously tons of fonts that you can find for free online for, or for free, quote unquote. Illegally, just get illegal, right, just right. crack things, man. I, just I'm, I'm not advocating guys. that. Just but... do it. I'm so advocating it. Just like who cares? It's the internet, man. Yeah, yeah. No, legitimately, if you know whatever it takes to to be creative the way that you want to be. Don't creative. As long as you're not murdering anyone, then crack whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. That's what I think, mate. The, the just, U.S. government so says piracy is not a victimless crime, but we 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 beg to. Yeah, but it is, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's a font, mate. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Unless the government's listening, in which case I've never cracked a font, I never will crack a font, and it's really important that you don't, guys. Oh, it's too late. Yeah, the, the FBI But is if the government isn't listening, come on, boys. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. And for the love of God, there is the Minecraft new font, and there is this bullshit, fake, ever so slightly fake Minecraft font. Please, please do not use the fake Minecraft font. It is bad looking it looks awful and I, you can't you please please everyone but every so many people use the fake minecraft font. i laugh every time i see it yeah minecraftier is the one you want and what you want to do is if you want it to look exactly like minecraft the tutorials but you get you dupe it and then you undo the top one and then you make it a darker color so if it's white you make that one gray and then you put it like four keyframes to the sort of right and down and then it looks great uh, i'll Please, just visualize that in my head i'll have to like throw that into the edit to, to show people what you mean but I, so I kind of visualize exactly what you mean i think and that that's how work. it looks exactly like minecraft and yeah. like play, guys don't just don't use the shit minecraft font please everyone <laughs> Okay. I, I've got it off my chest. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me. To oh, do absolutely. I I think that's a great piece of advice. Definitely, when you're when you're finding fonts online that you want to use for your content, prioritize matching your personality and your content first and foremost. So, great, great, great piece of advice. As far as college goes, and you'll have to clarify for me first and foremost yes. what college is in the UK, because to my understanding, college is after high school which you yep. call primary school? Hi, uh, yeah, okay. This is going to get confusing. Yeah, that's why no. I want to clarify it first, because I know that there's going to be what a What is it you want to know about college first, I guess? Um, college is like my late high school, like 17 to eight, 16 to 18. So, okay, is college required? It, let me ask you that. You do college or sixth form. Sixth form is the more academic, typically, form of college, which is like English and stuff. College is sort of broader. Uh, you can also do an apprenticeship, which is like hands-on, like going to work for someone right. while also doing a bit. It gets confusing. I did college, which basically 16 to 18, um, and I did film and TV. 
Okay, so it's not necessarily required, just recommended. It is. You still have to be in education till 18, but you could, like, it. it's not, I am sat in school learning Spanish. It changes violently. Okay, okay. Because in, in, in the United States, from grade 9 to 12, that is considered high school. After you graduate high school, which is, like, age 18, generally speaking, people uh, graduate anywhere between 17 and 19, but generally it's 18 you graduate. Yeah. Once you graduate high school you have the option to go to college and generally people do go to college uh, a little less so recently because of, you know, just global economic reasons, but yeah, it is optional. But I, when I was writing my notes, I was writing down uni and someone told me, no, he hasn't gone uni to uni. Uni is the same as college. Yeah. So uni is like, uh, like 19 to 18 to like 21. Okay. College is 16 to 18. But your okay. college is my uni. I haven't gone to uni, and I dropped out of college, found myself a whole new realm of knowledge, so I've been doing fine. Yeah, wow. This, so that d summarizes literally all my questions that I was going to ask you about it, but <laughs> let's get into the details, because I'm not going to waste this time. <laughs> um, yeah, so from past interviews and talks, uh, you know, obviously, you attended college for the purpose of learning about editing, and I believe you yep. said you knew that that's what you always wanted to do early on in your career. Yeah. Now that you've left... Can you safely say that you've obtained the knowledge you were seeking out there that wasn't obtainable, you know, just here on the internet? I really liked my college. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. The staff were really good. It was brilliant. But I did it during COVID mm -hmm. and as I was getting recognized. So a lot of my sort of assignments, I could be like, hey, I was out skydiving this week. I'm really sorry. Can I can I skip? And they went, yeah. Because <laughs> they also like they kind of saw I had a job and were like, listen, you're here to learn how to get a job and you have one, right. we don't want to take you away from that. So I, and also I was during COVID, so I was more at college for socializing, honestly. I don't feel like I, like, sort of learned a crazy amount. It was weird, because the okay. stuff I did learn, like, the rule okay. of threes and shit like that was so helpful. Right. But, like, even, like, my mate Aaron is doing the same course I did, and he's like, yeah, dude, we've done all this. And I'm like, I didn't do that, because I was in <laughs> the world's strangest year. I also uh, didn't attend any of the online lessons ever. Oh, um, okay. Because didn't really want to um sure. but <laughs> but um i really liked college i really liked in-person learning i like being able to ask a teacher questions mm. i liked being able to be a nerd and like do an assignment faster and then be like look at this i threw on chromatic aberration they're like wow i don't <laughs> care uh, i did that a few times maybe one day one of my college assignments will see the light of day but um it's a very nice you I, found started, the effects panel. I started all of them <laughs> yeah i started all of them what was one of them big man I had one that was like a big man dies and it was me and I like drink some alcohol in a pub and then keel over and die. Oh or maybe I had God. a flashback to me dying. And I did one that was like a film noir thing where I like, I think I starred in it as a detective. Maybe I'll, <laughs> it was, I think big man dies was the, that was the best one. That's, that one that one sounds amazing. Yeah. Please share that eventually. That's hilarious. Maybe in big man. That was like, as I was, as I was doing on my YouTube as well, I, I started <laughs> big man dies. I can't remember what it was called. It was, it was great though. And then I did, Oh, I did a music video as well where the story was, Oh, that one I was pretty lazy on that one. I was like, I just wanted to go home and vlog. I think I was like getting beat up by someone. Cause I, in the music video. Yeah, because I but there was no explanation why, and I was just going to like the top of a car park and looking out, and then turning around and getting beat up. And then, <laughs> that one, that one didn't have many layers to it. But the other one, Big Man Dies, that was a, that was a that was a classic. Yeah, you sound quite proud of Big Man Die. Do you still have it? It was it was like twenty seconds. Yeah, oh yeah, I have Big Man Dies. Oh my god! Well, I don't right. think it's just as good as I remember, but 
you know. Well, yeah, not nothing we ever make academically is ever as good as yeah. we remember. But well, I don't know. Big man dies. Is, you <laughs> okay, then you have to show us then at that point. All right, all right, all right. So obviously, you know, there's tons of younger editors who are like still on the fence about you know losers. college uni. Yeah, tons yeah. of losers out there <laughs> who are trying to figure out <laughs> yeah, yeah. their their purpose of like you know where they want to further their knowledge of editing. Like, do I want to learn more on my own? You know, just at home off YouTube, or do I want to actually take classes and you know be a bit more nuanced about you know everything and involved with editing so filmography and and uh, photography audio design things like that uh, that also you know play huge parts of uh, or can play huge parts of editing you know what's what you know what is right for those people like because you've already been in those classes and you are obviously yeah. have the success that you have now you have a very unique position to say those classes are meant for XYZ people. I don't think I've ever heard you say on record who you personally think those classes are best for. Do you are like, are you comfortable sharing your opinion on, on who you think those classes would best benefit? Yeah, I mean, so my, I can only speak on behalf of what I had. Mine right. was much more about like sort of film as an overall and what, what that is going into that. Mine was brilliant. It was like teaching you, do you like editing? Do you like makeup eyes? Do you like green screen? Do you, like it has loads. Okay, so it's a bit of everything. My advice okay. of like, yeah, what, what you, I'm not sure if this is me misinterpreting the question, but what you want to learn about editing is like, just like, do, like I've never edited for anyone else. So I guess this is sort of dependent on your client who you're working with, but just like edit for yourself and learn things like that you're excited about. You know? mm -hmm. One of the, one of the things I'm going to do at some point, because I love doing it is I did a video when I hit 5,000 subscribers called every Minecraft YouTuber ever, mm -hmm. where I just impersonated other YouTubers and did like their editing to the T. And I loved that. Uh -huh. And I'm going to do a part two at oh, some awesome. point okay. because I just love like, and maybe I'll do it as like a short thing on TikTok or I do it like, you know, but I really want to exactly imitate Mr. Beast's style and learn the exact stroke he puts on it. And like, I loved it making that video mm -hmm. i'm definitely going to do another one and it's like i really you know you gotta like edit things for yourself and i think generally if you're making something and you're also passionate and excited about it that is the that is the backbone of everything else you make off of that yeah, yeah. so my advice for learning about editing you kind of learn anything and depending on what works best for you you know for me i quite like having like people teach me their ways and like you know someone else telling me do this and do like i've learned my most from calling people and bothering a direct learning yeah right. so people like watching tutorials and i did my first one i just googled premiere pro tutorial yeah, did it yeah. and then i went i know enough and then made my first couple videos i think my dad taught me final cut pro on my mum's computer was how i did my first editing right you said your dad um, was an editor as well right my dad does lots of stuff sort of in the video game industry and stuff like that okay. but he also is just into music and editing and okay. you know, i have a very okay. sort of creative family but yeah that's what i'd advise and a lot of editing as well it's just like make shit like so many people sort of at the end incentivized about making shit like is it original will it be good will it be bad right. you don't sort of you don't know until you've made it and sometimes yeah. it will yeah. be bad but it is it is so much better to be bad than boring so please make bad things make so many bad things and do not make anything that is boring that's probably <laughs> the bad best that is great yeah that's the best segment i'm gonna get out of this podcast i think yeah but dude i'm i'm gonna make so many bad things in the future i'm gonna make a video essay that might be shit and I've, I'm on my second draft of scripting it at the moment and I don't know and it, you know the first draft was identical to a tribute to Minecraft the second draft might not like I don't know uh -huh. but that might be shit but I'm gonna make it and I'm gonna get it to be good enough and then I'm gonna publish it and then I'm gonna learn if I want to do another or maybe that was a one-off like but that is way better than finding something that works a bit and doing that to the grave yeah you know? yeah and like it's so it is so much better to do things that are shitty 
but you, that excite that excite you than to do things that are just boring and you know you know don't don't be safe with it. I mean everything on the internet recently, especially in the past few years, rewards creativity. So just be creative and have you know have confidence because the internet, unlike real life, the internet. Okay, this is gonna sound. This is what I think is the internet really doesn't matter. There is not uh-huh. a, you know I've always been sort of what I was saying earlier. Like even now I will fucking panic my ass off if I'm in the record store and there's someone I want to say hi to and. Uh, <laughs> Strike up a conversation. Sure. That's so hard. Sure. But, you, you know, I have like a hundred messages to slap before he messaged me back. Because I was like, who cares? You know, the worst, ca- worst case scenario is they leave you on red. So like, yeah, the internet doesn't matter. <laughs> you can just do shit on it, you know? Yeah. And I yeah, think that is fun. And it, that is a really good medium to like express your creativity and learn shit and do more shit. So that's what I think. Uh, yeah, no, that you have given me some of the best advice that has been given on this podcast so far. So I greatly <laughs> I get appreciate most of you. My advice from Wilbur and Dream and my parents and like so like I, I advice is also just not this is quoted from Wes on screen, but advice I can't remember is like recycling the past and putting it oh, in sure. words. Oh sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I recently decided I'm gonna stop crediting everyone that gave me advice because I'd just be saying Wilbur's name every 30 seconds. <laughs> or dream uh, or your parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they can all go to hell because I'm the best. <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't yeah, yeah, exactly. They they are I'm the best I'm grounded and I was anxious and now I'm not and I'm awesome now exactly <laughs> it's just that easy <laughs> <laughs> so one one more question for you Tom I uh I, I'm, I'm just super curious if you know what your next career slash like life goal is at this point, or are you just taking it day by yeah. day? Because I'd imagine that now that you've achieved like a level of success, you know, that most people only dream of, of course, I, I can imagine yeah. it's like difficult for you to find something new to pursue or even want to do at that point creatively. Uh, well, I'm glad you asked that, actually, because I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I can talk about this for a while. So basically, sure, sure. I kind of am. Um, entered into a bit of a bit of my first ever sort of work depression last year mm. um where i'd kind of like hit 11 million mm-hmm. and sort of post covid all of the numbers were going down and i was like fuck and i think i had a week where i uploaded like seven like five videos in seven days across my two channels and all of them sort of did below average and then mm-hmm. i went huh why like i don't want more subscribers anymore mm-hmm. why am i doing like i have 10 million i did that it really fucking sort of rocked me mm-hmm. and this is also as all my friends went to america and i was like fuck i don't like i'm a bit i'm a bit miserable mm-hmm. uh, and it was sort of my granddad was living with me and he sort of um i'm not respect really by this but he sort of had to he has dementia and it was just like it was just a really weird uh, time well. right as i was like yeah yeah right as i was um Oh, my mom's sorry, we're talking about. But I think she's sad. But um, on the internet. But like, right as I was like, also sort of not confident with what I wanted to do next. Mm-hmm. And so I had like a while of being like, fuck, I, I don't know what to do. And I was like, really, I was having walks every day with my dad chatting about like, man, I, just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. My dad's brilliant. He has always encouraged me to like, whatever you do, don't do a brand deal. Do something weird as fuck. Like the last <laughs> thing you want to do, <laughs> like, do, do not start a company to make money, man. Do something that's weird, that's cool. And I was like, thanks. Sure, that's also what sure. Wilbur's been like. Like they're very sort of, and Ash from Lovejoy, who I've been speaking to a lot, he's always encouraged me that. So I was sort of like confused. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then I kind of, yeah, so I was in this sort of mellow state and I did this video that was really my gut feeling. It was like, yeah, I'm going to do an in-public video. And I really liked it. It was good. And it didn't really get many views because I posted it on the wrong channel and I was like not very sort of like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was sort of right for my audience. Mm. Then I had like a month of 
really like thinking by myself as well, like quite independently, like, fuck, what, what do I want to do? <laughs> and then I finally came back and went, right, I'm going to do my gut feeling here. And it was also in winter and winter's just depressing. And you know, it was, yeah, it was a hard yeah. few months. I went, right, I'm going to follow my gut. What's an idea I've had for ages? Talent show. I'm going to make that. Ah. And then that blew, and then I was like, right, because I didn't have, like, I was kind of nervous to ask all these YouTubers to do a thing. Right. And I went, right, I'm going to make that. And then it went down really well. It was probably one of the most fun, kind of life-changing recordings I've ever had. I remember Schlack going up and doing that half-bit joke. It was a bit where I just shout at all the other YouTubers because I'm so offended that they dare talk over it. Right. And dude, right. going up on that stage and like doing the half-bits with Schlack was like actually closure for me. Like I could have, I might have, I think I cried after the record. I was just so bewilderingly happy. Like yeah, how is this yeah. real? Because I am just a Schlack fanboy and Technoblade fanboy. But I still am now. Like, it's, sure, like sure, people are like, why do you there, spam yeah. Technoblade in your thumbnails? And I'm like, because it's fucking Technoblade. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um, <laughs> Techno knows that as well. I was just Schlack. Um, but um, like, yeah, so I um, I was sort of a bit sort of freaked out. And then I was just I followed my gut with it more, following that, chasing that. And now I'm feeling very confident. And I sort of wrote down, right, like, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But what do I want to do? Because the big thing I really like is, like, you know, I, I think I'd be confident if I posted consistently now mm -hmm. for like a while. I think I'd always have a core audience, you know, not frequently, but consistently. Right. But I, I quite like overachieving and like understanding new things. Like that's just always what my kind of gut has been as soon as I'm excited about something. So for me, it was sort of re-sparking that excitement about it and then being like, right, what do I want to do now? This is exciting. And the big thing that sort of me and Turbo talked about, which he sort of went, yeah, man, this is it now. And it kind of went, oh, and this is going to sound wanky. This is going to sound so up my own arse, so wanky. But it was like, now it is less about following what everyone else has done mm -hmm. and kind of doing what I want to do and kind of leading. Uh, and I, uh, I should, uh, this sounds, I, no, I, no, I no, please, maybe, please, maybe please it's my continue. inner British kicking me in the balls. Like, how dare you compliment me? But like sort of going down what I want to do. Actually, that sounded wanky. But I'm um, like going down kind of what I want to do next now yeah yeah um as opposed to sort of following the example of it and so i think sort of clocking that and sort of instilling a lot of confidence in me and then do it's taking the leap and doing things that i think will do well making you know make my own shit right was sort of you know being reliant on people by choice and not just because i've decided i have to be right um and so i sort of clocked that and went yes all right brilliant this is really exciting and then i went right i want some sort of more ambitions now. i want things like i'm gonna do because i feel like i've done the hardest part which is sort of breaking that glass ceiling above my head which yeah, is like yeah. you know transcending the minecraft viewership and going right what do i want what What's do i, I, do I, I the want way I, yeah. the way i came up with this was looking out of my mirror behind me and writing down a load of things that like i don't think i can do because i love learning shit uh -huh. on youtube so i was like right i don't think i can get a load of followers on TikTok. I don't think I can get a 50 million viewed video. I just wouldn't know how. And then I went, right, that's exciting. Do, and then I went, okay, do I actually want to? And I wrote down some of them I did, some of them I didn't. And now I have sort of these like goals that I want to try and do that are like challenging, you know? I have okay. been sort of enjoying really figuring out TikTok because it's like obviously the way it's sort of moving and like trying maybe YouTube shorts and like, understanding it and sort of getting it speaking to loads of people and making advice and tying that in with everything else so you chase a challenge really is what it boils down to yeah I, yeah I, we do a little challenges around here okay. but once i sort of figured that out and like what i want to do and yeah like sort of going back to my roots with that youtuber talent show and then going mm -hmm. oh of course i love this why am i like you know this is what i need, I was I need about to do this. more yeah so sort of what I'm planning to do now is sort of more uploading frequently, especially on Tommy Init. Sort of Tommy Init is my main thing and then everything is sort of an add-on around it. Sorry, kid, I'm not, no, I'm no, not no. straying too away from editing and talking just about... No, 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 no. Okay, cool. By all means. 
Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, Tommy, it's like my main thing. That's sort of like, you know, I, like I get it and I know I'm going to love it for a long time because I've done it for a long time. Yeah, like I didn't yeah. predict with the vlogs that, you know, like I went out and filmed one with Phil where we went to a zoo and the content was like good and I might turn it into something, but it wasn't like crazy and it just wasn't, you know, we were quite tired for it. Mm -hmm. And that is a day and a half of filming and days of planning just like gone. There doesn't equate to anything. And then I did like one Tommy Init video with Techno and Tubber that I was like, ah, I don't really like this. And that was an hour and a half of time gone. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even realize about the... Yeah. Physically, I didn't predict the physical exhaustion side of things for sort of vlogs. Sure, yeah. But Tommy Init is now my main thing. And then TikTok and Tom Simons are all add-ons from it. But my current plan is to post more, generally sort of weekly. I'm okay. sort of going to transition into over the next few months on Tommy Init, Tom Simons, be like a little bit less perfectionisty on the videos and try and get them like as good as I can do. Right. I've been assembling a lot more of an editing team and a development team so I can come up with these much more ambitious, some more grandiose, but sort of, I want to do these more grandiose videos, like my 100 YouTuber video I did and getting like bigger and trying things that like I want to do and I don't think are possible and making them possible. Yeah. But yeah. also staying very in touch with my roots and being like, you know, let's just do a video where one of the things we're going to record in the next few weeks is like, would you just gonna look at this old minecraft wiki i found like me freddy and jack manifold and tubbo uh -huh. and maybe i put that on my second channel maybe i won't go anywhere but just like making stuff yeah, as well yeah, as yeah. getting more grandiose and a big variety of that because a lot of the sort of reception i saw which was right is yes they're really liking my new videos with all these new youtubers but like you know i think one of the biggest things for youtube is never whenever someone subscribes to me whether it was when i had 100 subscribers or 100,000 mm -hmm. or 5,000 or one is that no matter point no matter the point in my channel, they're not disappointed with my content. And so yeah. I sort of want to be a little bit more back to my roots. And as well as doing this more stuff, and this is why I'm posting more frequently, to um, also like, just like me and my mates are going to dick about on GTA 5. Then we're going to dick about with this mod idea I had. And then we're going to like do a huge YouTuber Hunger Games. And then we're going to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some other ideas I have. No, no, you're all good. No need to no need to give away everything no, for free I, here. Oh, no, I'm very... I'll spoil anything. <laughs> um, well, I have, I have like a few ones I'm keeping in my sleep. I'm very open. I'm not a big keep things to myself. But yeah, and like trying new shit and stuff. And like, you know, me and Wilbur are like starting on doing like our book of like the quote book of what he said for a while and that will come out at christmas oh, and i'm like okay. trying you know like i think sort of experimenting with other mediums because now i'm at the point where I, i've got enough opportunities that i can like try other stuff that i might like uh -huh. so you know i'm sort of doing a video that verges on the lines of sort of on the similar in front of an audience kind of stand-up comedy-esque oh, okay. on my vlog channel okay cool in a few months time that's sort of working on and that might i might go on there and feel the wave of laughter and all of a sudden be like, holy shit, yes, I want to do stand-up everywhere. Or I might not. <laughs> but like be having the opportunities now to try shit and then going, what do I want to do next? Right. Is something I'm very excited about. I, so I, want to I more of am that. more than happy that you're in a position now where you can actually be experimental with your content and people oh, will I'm follow. So lucky, and fuck. Yeah, <sighs> man, I'm so lucky for my viewer, but like I'm so it's it's so overwhelming that uh, it's not overwhelming in a brilliant positive way yeah, that I actually yeah, have yeah. this. Like one of the things I was most nervous about is post COVID because I think a lot of my content's really subjective. That's like you know, oh sure, like sure, you, sure, you know, sure. Dream is like he plays Minecraft doesn't always talk so much in his videos, mm -hmm, and you, mm -hmm. you know he has this huge viewer base that's just for him, but he has this sort of one that transcends him. Mm -hmm. Mine is all about me being annoying <laughs> and a teenager, and I think I was quite worried. Like okay. This sort of you know who was watching me for that because i know i've had youtubers that i've been like i was really into will any &E, and like i like will any &E now in his videos but it's not who i'd like go to to watch like please am i was i sort of just for that time or yeah, people sticking yeah. with me and i'm so lucky and happy that people are sort of stuck with me and it's yeah i know it's you know i want to keep keep surprising keep one of the things i've always made an effort to do is as i've sort of grown 
mm-hmm. is to keep focusing on. I think another piece of advice I'd have sort of with creators, if this is helpful and I'm not rambling for too long, no, no, no. is that um, a lot of people sort of when they blow up, you know, you blow up because you're good at comedy and you put effort into your editing and whatever it is that you specifically blown up for. And then the result of that, the reward is subscriber count and money and the sense of belonging and feeling popular and it's brilliant. And then because of that, you want more of the reward. And so you want more mm-hmm. money and more popularity and more of that. But before you know it, you're chasing the reward and the things that you originally got big for, you're not even big for anymore. Exactly. And the best example I the best example I can think, and God knows keeps getting brought up a lot today. I always feel like I've never credited Dream enough within a lot of my podcasts. So I'm sort of making an effort to in this. Sure, sure. Because he's decent so much help me. Um is um like Dream is a 30 million subscriber YouTuber, a you'd, you'd hate to say, but a celebrity, and he spends most of his time getting better at Minecraft PvP, <laughs> which is absurd. He sure, is a celebrity. Sure. Why is he doing that? But, but of course, he should do because that's what's got him popular. I spend most of my time editing and hanging out with my mates and trying to make jokes and mm-hmm. going on, you know, thinking about jokes and stuff like that because that is why I'm bit, I want to keep getting better at that and like expanding right and that's you know, what you love to do yeah. better yeah and not losing those roots as you get bigger is crazy important and so that's yeah, yeah. I guess that's the sort of extent of my ramblings but yeah that's sort of my plan having some things that are a bit more grandiose but still expanding on why were the mod videos popular was it why what is it that sort of me and making videos for myself mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. thinking about my audience and thinking about new people and what that might be um so yeah yeah, I, well, I am incredibly excited for the future for you, Tommy. It was Thanks, an man. absolute blast having you on. Thank, this was so much fun. I'm really excited to read all the comments and hang like, this, was, this was brilliant, man. I really appreciate you just letting me talk about myself because I am self-obsessed. <laughs> no, by all means, I wanted to I hear am. everything. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. I, I genuinely really appreciate This was so, so much fun. It was fun listening to everything you had to share, man. This is seriously, it's oh, great advice. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much. I, thank I you. hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening and uh, where can people? Oh wow! Wait, so I just looked at my. Yeah. Wow, we went way over an hour. Holy shit! We did, but that's perfectly okay. Wait, oh my god! Wait, we one hour four. God, I talk about myself for too long. All right, cool. All right. No, it was brilliant. What's the best place for people to keep up with all your content if they're not already? Uh, yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Tubbo, TikTok <laughs> at Tubbo. That is generally where I'll be, where you sort of Wonderful. find me at my best. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. Thanks, mate. See you later. See ya. Bye.